welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel Yes, yes, yes. Glad to have you back around. I know it said it's he versus the world, but this is a collab with the Biscayne Breakdown. Of course, I'm Kay. I'm usually the guy talking you through this process on the Biscayne Breakdown. But like I said, with the collaboration we got going on today, just to talk about a couple of things. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just to talk about a couple of things. Brought a couple of the guys with me from the crew. Um, of course, we got a familiar face in your upper left-hand corner. That's Joel, the wholesale copy time, the one that make everything go. He out there searching for the deals, getting the money. Say hi to the people, Joel. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everyone? Let's get right to it. Let's talk some heat basketball. Of course, of course, we couldn't do this thing by ourselves, so we brought the coach with us, somebody to keep us straight, got to draw the plays up, somebody to make sure we're in the right position. In your bottom right-hand corner below me, we got Alex. Say hello to the people, Alex. What's up, man? How y'all doing? So Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, very cool and to the point. You see what we're saying? Like, he, you know, it's, it's on to next week. Of course, then we got to bring the excitement if we're going to bring the sophistication and the execution. Uh, I got my man Kev in the house. I, I I can't wait to hear what he got to say. Um, I'm sure it's been a very interesting time in his mind. Say hey to the people, Kev. It's the deal with y'all, man. It's glad to be back. It's been a minute, but we here, man. I'm glad to t- chop it up with y'all. Let's get it rocking. Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, um, like I said, this is a Heat versus the World Bits Game Breakdown collaboration. Um, usually with the Bits Game Breakdown, we got my guy Deem in here. Shout out to him. Hopefully he can make it through. Um, if not, we'll be sure to relay what he says and relay everything y'all say about him to him. Um, with that being said, let's get right into it. Miami Heat Media Day has been so much going on in the last couple of weeks. I mean, you don't want to say months because there was actually nothing going on for a couple of months, it seems like. But um, in the last week or so, man, things have just went haywire from the perspective of trades, roster makeup, what we thought was going to happen, what didn't happen, what has happened as a result of. Um, and to get to the last stage of, you know what I mean, grief, acceptance, I would say, um, we're at that point. Now, one guy that isn't going to accept anything, um, especially any particular look or any way that you feel about his looks, the first thing I got to mention is Emo Jimmy. Um, boy came in there with a silk press today, didn't he? I mean, later, all the way down to the front. Let me, let me get some thoughts on Jimmy's look. I'm sure everybody has seen the look by now. Um, we're coming to you live on social media on YouTube from what I'm understanding. So, I mean, if you just scroll up and down your local timeline, you cannot help but see that the boy got a silk press. He looked like he needed to be playing a pop guitar. I mean, if he popped out in a kilt, I would be a little concerned, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, Jimmy's whole thing for me is knowing that the media in the NBA specifically is going to have to use these photos for at least three months. So, you know, he's, he's Jimmy doing Jimmy trolling hard. Um, again, what are y'all thoughts on it, man? Just we we gotta you know start light um, before we get into the murky waters of what this season might look like. Man, um, our boy Andonardo tweeted it. He was pretty much like Jimmy's such a treasure because he takes a lot of like the negative light. Obviously, that he'd have been seeing with missing on Dame. He just brings a joy and positivity, all that stuff. Me personally, I really don't care. I feel like 
like it's cool. Like I guess it's fun to him, whatever, whatever. It's nice for people to talk about him, whatever. But like it goes back to last year too when he had the fake extension dreads, whatever you want to call it. Like it just take a little take a little spotlight off of what happened this past offseason, not getting dame and just kind of being quiet. But I mean, man, I don't care. As long as he's doing his job, bro, which he has always done since he's been here, that's all I care about, dog. So it's it is crazy. I ain't gonna cap, but yeah, yeah. We'll live with it. It ain't gonna be in by the time the actual games are being played, is that's not gonna be the I hope to God oh, yeah. because because he'll sweat that all the way out. The boy went from kinky twist to a silk press. I'm trying to tell you, it's crazy. What you got, Alex? What you think about the look? Just give us a couple <laughs> words, man. Hey man, like I woke up this morning and checked my Instagram and I just had a whole crap ton of messages about people. Oh, this what your boy on. This your boy, man. This your boy. This how y'all coming. Oh, y'all Jimmy broken and all this. I'm like, man, and all I responded to everybody was Jimmy is the biggest troll in the league. Like he's he's top five. Obviously, like um, like Kev said, him showing up last year with freaking extension dreads, like, like come on now. So I was I was I was honestly I was surprised, especially like he got the piercings and done, like and the the fingernails painted black. Like he he embracing it. He, Yo, he they got, they they took they fakes, right? I mean, do y'all know if they temp that that can't be real, right? Gotta be temporary. I think, I think that's temp. I think it's temporary. I think he gonna he gonna they they gonna take that off. But um. Joel, you muted, bro. I say, but um, you what you say? Typical Joel. He good. Um, <laughs> go ahead, finish. I will let Joel get in and say, yeah. But um, but yeah, man, he just just a huge troll, and like, and again, like Kev said, like it don't really matter to me because I know what we got when Jimmy steps on that basketball court. He gonna be a dog, and he gonna handle his business. So how he looking don't matter to me. That's a fact. I mean, yeah. somebody labeled it as emo Jimmy, um, and maybe he is emotional. So hopefully he is taking it personal, um, because like I said <laughs> yesterday, um, via Twitter, like super villain, the greatest super villain <laughs> in the world, and super villain Jimmy is a different animal. Um, Joe, you were trying to say something. I mean, or were you trying not to let us hear your bird? Oh yeah, that one thing, you know, don't mind my bird, but um, I, I just got to listen. I really do hope Jimmy, whatever look he pulls up, because at the end of it, but I really hope those are, I really don't want to see him become to a, um, like a Dennis Rodman 2.0. So I, please tell me those things are temporary. But yeah. That's, that's I, strong, though. That's strong. You just called a man the worm. I mean, listen, listen. Like I said, whatever look Jimmy comes out with, outside the piercings and everything, I was that's Jimmy and Jimmy, but the piercing knew and it just caught me off guard. So. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So it looks like um, we had Dean pop in um, in the meantime. Um, Dean, say what's up to the people while at the same time telling us how you feel about Jimmy's new look, man. I'm sure you got a lot to say. You always do. Joel was kind of lamenting the fact that you weren't in the building because we didn't have enough negative energy, it seems like. But um, Murphy's Law, as you're headed here, what can go wrong will go wrong. Tell us about what's going wrong. We being positive today. We being positive today. Am man. I not always? Oh, you saying you being positive? Okay. Being positive today. 
Shout out the shout out the emo Jimmy. Let's get let's get into it, man. I'm ready to turn up, man. I'm I'm just ready to talk he basketball, man. I'm ready to okay. turn up. October second right. is right around the corner. Can't nothing, can't nothing. What Beyonce say? You can't break my soul. Can't nothing break my soul. Let's go. Let's turn up, man. Did he pull out a Renaissance reference? Joel left us for a second, people. I'm sure y'all heard his bird going nuts in the background. Forgive him. He'll probably be back. Um, But between Joel's bird going ham and Dean dropping a Renaissance reference, I mean, there's nothing else for us to do Um, but talk hoops. Look, man. All right. Let's get right into it. Y'all know me. I'm going to try not to pull the leg too much. I'm going to try to, like, not pull no punches. I'm going to try to be positive. I'm going to try to be honest. But y'all know I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm considering myself a, a real optimist. So I'm going to present it. Y'all tell me how y'all feel. Kyle Lloyd, word is he hasn't said a thing. Um, word is, you know, he isn't talking to anybody. You look at multiple reports, um, you know what I mean, from five reasons. Um, if you go to other people, I want to say I or even Barry have words on it. Um, it appears that Kyle Lloyd is um, content on just – you know, playing his position, so to speak, um, sitting back? Or do you feel this is something more? Let's get a couple words on that. Because for me, I think that's important when the guy's making $30 million, um, but you're looking for him to say something. You need a certain level of maturity there, even if you're not looking for him to get real answers. And I'm not saying he's being immature. I'm just saying this will make you wonder how he's taking it all. Um, don't want to start anything. I'm just saying. How do you guys feel about the situation? Do you feel like it's appropriate that he isn't speaking? Do you feel like he's feeling some type of way? Um, just give me some, give me, give me a couple words on that. Uh, let me let you get, let me let you get, let me let you get going here, Dean, because you just got here. So go ahead and say something. Man, listen, we all know how I feel about Kyle Larry. <laughs> At least I can say, you know, he's showing up to work. Let's, let's just let's just move on from him. It, it's just plain and simple. Let's just move on from him. If, if if this is attitude coming into the season, then I, I think it's just it's just time to move on from him. He, I mean, he didn't do much last year anyway. So I, I, let's just that's all I can say. Let's just move on from him. Let's grant him his wishes and let's find the best trade out there and move on from him. Like it, it's just plain and simple. Like that that's all I got to say about the Kyle Lars situation. I'm sure that's the thought, and that's something we'll circle back around to as this conversation progresses here. Kev, what you got on Kyle Laurie and his situation? Do you, how you feel about his not speaking? What does it say? Does it say anything, or is it just business as usual? I think it could be a mix of both. I really don't know. Um, to me personally, my biggest knock on Kyle is it's not even that deep. Like Most Heat fans hate him for some reason, which I don't understand. Like I don't think he's been terrible. Now, do I think he's played up to his contract? Not really, but... Bro, my biggest thing with him is the same thing as been since we got him a couple years ago. Bro, just look at the rim and be aggressive, bro. We know you can facilitate. We know you can make Bam better. We know you can make guys' lives easier, which he's done a pretty good job of. We know he's going to hold it down on the def <clears throat> the defensive end, excuse me. But, bro, just look at the rim. Like, we already lack a whole bunch of firepower, so we need any type of scoring punch that we could possibly get. And that's the one thing he hasn't really offered us like that. I don't know why that's been the case because he's shown in spurts. Like, what was that game one or two in Boston where he had that run that – flipped the game on his head last year. Like, he's shown it. Like, he's capable of it. It's not like he's just cooked, but that's always been my biggest thing, bro. Just be aggressive looking for your shot sometimes, bro. Like, we need it. We need any amount of scoring that we can possibly get. So, it could be either or. It could be not that big of a deal. It could just be he just about his business and ready for the season to start. Who knows? He's up in age. I think he's, what, 35, 36. So, like, 
he, he probably tired of media days. You know what I'm saying? He probably been through so many of those. It's just like whatever to him now. So um, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about trading him just because, like, I don't really see another point guard out there. And if we're being honest, we need a point guard, right? Like, Gabe is gone. There's nobody to fill into that spot. Jimmy already does enough, so I'm not trying to have him do any more of that. And then Bam does it too, so it's like we're not trying to add on to their plate any more than we already got to. So if a trade is out there, definitely look into it. But, I mean, right now the market ain't looking too hot. So we'll see what it, it – I think in due time the truth will be revealed. So Kevin Moore, it is what it is, it seems. Uh, I'm not worried about what you do at media day. Just shoot that tater when you're in between the lines. I feel you. What you think, Alex? How you feel about it? Oh, uh, man. Like, I was one of those people who, in my circle, when we got Kyle a few years ago, I was, like, super excited. Um, felt that he was going to fit well. Um, the first run with us, he got in the playoffs, got hurt last year kind of sort of fell off a cliff at one point we tried to get rid of him it didn't work out then he came back off the bench roll and it kind of sort of worked out i mean we we got we got to the finals with him playing that role but now this year it's honestly just like a kind of sort of like we just got to survive like that's how i feel uh i was surprised before we got on here i looked and um I saw like the heat page just dropped the thing with like Jay Rich giving out stickers and and Kyle was one of the people who he gave stickers to. And that was basically like the first sighting of Kyle from anybody on media day. So he is there, which honestly shocked me. But um yeah, man, I'm I'm just like talk more, hold on, hold on, touch more of that. What what period? I I just want you to tell the people what why why did that shock you that he's there? Because like all day, I mean, everybody's seen stuff with Jimmy, with Bam, with every, like we've seen pictures and videos of everybody. And that was the first thing that we seen with Kyle, a video that was about Jay Rich. But Kyle just was one of the people, like I said, that he gave a sticker to because like, and, and on my Twitter timeline, like other people who followed the Heat was talking about the fact that, oh, we ain't seen Kyle. Where's Kyle? Oh, what does this mean? Kyle's not you Kyle not talking. Kyle this that third. Like, like, so he's there. He's being a professional. He'd have been doing this for 16, 17 years. But um right now I think it's just whatever we can get from him at this time, that's what we're gonna get. And we just gotta be okay with it and unless we end up moving him. I mean, I think that's the thing that we're all looking at. What calorie are we getting? Is that okay? And if we decide that it's not okay, which a lot of people I'm sure have already decided, is there a possibility to even do anything with that? Or do you just have to wait it out at this point? Um, I think that's the question that's going to sort itself out as the season um, begins to unfold and as more information starts to reveal itself. Um, this may be a result of something he knows or that everybody else knows that we don't know. I'm just saying it's just like y'all all making some good points and just to kind of expound or to like, you know, I guess offer um, a response to what you said. That's I, it's good thoughts, but it's just so much that unknown, and he's not saying anything. They don't have the situation. Joe, what you got in the situation, man? I mean, all I'll say is this. I mean, the thing with Kyle is that he's been in like so much rumors since this past trade deadline. I think a lot of us was just anticipating he wouldn't be on the team by then. So when the Heat didn't really make any moves, you know, come the trade deadline and he was still there, 
it was kind of awkward because everybody, even like the Heat fans that wanted to see the best out of Kyle, I think they all realized like, you know, it's probably best that we move on. So for him to have stayed on the team, even by then, it was a surprise to a lot of people. But, you know, we still found a way to make things work with him and he still had good games. You know, it was Kevin who mentioned, you know, if you look back, you know, especially in the playoffs, you know, a couple good games against Boston and had a couple good moments here and there in that postseason run. So, you know, now it's kind of weird again because here we are. He's unexpectedly survived another um, trade rumor and stuff. Like, I, I really hope things go well because you never want the vibes to be off. I know a lot of people felt that way going back to last season because there was just so much stuff going on. You know, oh, we missed out on Donovan Mitchell. We missed out on KD. And, you know, we were seeing the tweets, you know, Tyler tweeting out, keep, you know, keep that same energy out of this stuff. You know, now we're heading into this media day, and it's like Tyler is in um, an upbeat attitude. I think he's just kind of laughing at it at this point because him being in trade talks at this point is inevitable. Like, if a player is going to become available and he are apparently on that star's radar, he's going to say whatever. But for Kyle, I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to, like, stir the pot and say, like, oh, you know, he's just fed up with the team, but... You know, I'm genuinely curious to see, like, what's going through his mind. And, you know, hopefully, like, his head is at the right place by the time we start this season off. Because, you know, another point, you know, that Kev mentioned, like, we're not, you know, when you look at our point guards right now, we're not exactly stacked, you know, in that um, field specifically. So I just want, you know, to work with what we have and make sure that all of our guards specifically are at their best because, you know, we don't have Kyle, you know, we don't have Max, you know, so specifically, I mean, we don't have Gabe, we don't have Max. So I just want Kyle to go out there. And even though, you know, he's at a point in his career where he's not exactly going to be the Kyle that we would have wanted him to be, I still want him to go out there and just bowl out because that's all we got right now. I mean, we don't have Dame and it is what it is. So, you know, if he could just go out there and just put up some good minutes whenever he's on the floor, that's just all we need from him. So, yeah. You kind of you, you kind of touched on something that we're going to get into next, uh, which was the whole Tyler Hero of it all. I almost stopped you, but luckily you veered back into what we wanted to discuss at that moment. Joe, don't do that. Don't do that. Not on my <laughs> show. Don't you do that. Anyway, Dean said he had something to say um, in response to what it is you had to say on Kyle Lowry. Joe, you want, you want the floor, Dean? Go ahead. I, I I did kind of find it weird that when they kept bringing up the whole point guard thing, nobody mentioned Kyle Lowry name. If you listen, when they asked Bo about the whole point guard situation, he brought up Jay Rich, he brought up Caleb Martin, he brought up Tyler. He never mentioned anything about Kyle Lowry. I did I did kind of find that weird, but I also this was last season when Kyle Lowry was hurt. I, somebody. I knew someone in Kyle Lowry camp, and I asked them about the uh, when when would Kyle be back? A situation like that, and he specifically told he specifically said he's not sure if Kyle's going to come back and play for Miami again the rest of the season. This was last year, and this was this somebody who's like real tight with Kyle Lowry, like real, real tight. So I could believe it. So I do believe that situation there is kind of sour with Kyle and, and the organization, but he's being a veteran. He's not on no James Harden type time where he's just not showing up to media day at all. I feel like Kyle doesn't want to be there, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's part of the 
the front office who kind of don't want Kyle there. But I, I do kind of find it weird on both fronts that, you know, nobody is really saying much about the other. And I'm going to spend like two seconds there, and I literally mean two seconds. And if each of y'all want two seconds, I'm going to give y'all two seconds. Y'all see, I keep, I'm going to give you two seconds. No, we do not want James Harden. Alex. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sort of up in the air about it, especially with us losing out on everything. I'm like, hey, if, if anybody can make it work, maybe Spoke could. But uh, fair yeah, take. Rough. I understand the sentiments. Um, I completely understand the sentiments. I almost agree. I, I'm just, I mean, at this point, like this version of James Harden, you know what I'm saying? I, totally I don't know. If, I don't know if it's worth that. But like you said, if anybody can make it work, it is Spoke. I just don't want it. What you feel like, Kev? How you feeling? I'm from Inglewood, California, and I'm saying, hell nah. I'm good on it, bro. He said nah, that to say because he's he, he from where the boy from. That's what exactly. he said. He's like, that's, you know what I mean? It, right up the block, granny house. I'm I know trying, it's auntie now. I'm trying to win a chip, bro. I'm not worried about drama right now, bro. That's the that's last thing I don't want. That's a fact. Dean, what you got? On what? The whole uh, Harden to Miami? Jay Harden. I mean, Jay Harden to Miami. How you feeling? I'm gonna keep it short, man. I pass. I ain't that. I'm desperate, but I ain't that desperate. I pass. Oh man, my man said he. I mean, he needs, but he don't need it anyway. Joe, how you feeling about the situation? Jr. in Miami, what you got? Yo, all I'm gonna say is this. I mean, I want to keep it short, sweet, and simple. If you could get him on a good price, and that would be cool. But the issue is the drama. Like, I don't want if we don't win a championship, and then he goes into next off season saying, "I want out of Miami." Pat Riley and Mickey Harrison are liars. You know, I never want to play for this organization again. I don't want to deal with that. You know, I've, I already worry about the potential drama we have now. So I don't want him to come in here and stir the pot. Know your role, help this team win, and do nothing more. That's all it is. I promise you. I promise you. If he run a sign through the booty shake in Miami calling Pat Riley a liar, <laughs> hang on to the car. Yo. Like, he off before he gets to the car. Like, I promise you. Like, what? He said, what? Uh, all right. Like, nah, he ain't gonna do that there. But yeah. the sentiments are um understood. I think that's where we all are with it. Um again, Alex was the one to come out and openly say he'll take it. But even him, you know, we all show the same understanding on the same level of there's a lot of stuff that could come with that. Cause like I also agree with you with that sentiment. If anybody can make it work, it's full. But I don't, I just don't think we I don't think we there. And at this point in his career, I just don't know if that risk is worth it. So I'm gonna go no. Um Moving on, man. Like I said a couple of seconds ago, Joel almost stepped on my toes with the Tyler situation. Let's get right into that. Tyler Hero at this point is a perennial, you know, trade piece. And not that, you know, we should be looking to move him perennially, but it's like he's the asset. So if there's a name tied to the Miami Heat, a name that's going to really move the needle where you're going to need to send out something to get that person back, then there's a good chance, uh, actually there's a better than good chance, almost assuredly, that you're going to hear Tyler Hero's name. That's just the way it is. And I think somebody alluded to it a couple of seconds ago throughout the spews leading up to this conversation that he's probably used to that. I think it was Joel that, where you almost stepped on my toes, obviously, yeah, um, where he's taking it all in stride. So Tyler seems upbeat about the situation. I mean, um, even, you know, today taking jabs at Portland, um, you know, kind of saying, I think somebody referenced that he used the two a line. Um, I don't feel not wanted. Um, which was cute and clever, hey, yo. But um, with the same time, I mean, you respect that the man's coming into the situation with a level head. I like Tyler Hero. I think that Tyler Hero is a good player. 
Um, I think that Tyler Hero is doing what all NBA players do when they know you're good. You have a little bit of an ego. That's what makes you you. If you don't have that irrational confidence, there's no shot that you would have got here. If you don't believe that you can do some things that you should not be able to do and that everybody else is going to look at you like what's going on in your head, bro. Like you, you just not going to make it to this level. So that you get. Um, but you also need him from my perspective. I'm not speaking from anybody else. I need him to buy in whatever that looks like. Like at, for me in previous seasons, last year specifically, this team would have been so much better with him willingly coming off the bench and playing a starters allotment of minutes because he's shown you in the past seasons before that, that he could get you starters numbers or production off the pine. And that's what would have made this team work better from a fit, from a operation, from a, we have production and firepower at every sequence, at every level, with every unit. Again, previous seasons, we don't know how this season is going to pan out. I was using that to allude to the point that for me, it's always just about him outwardly exuding that he wanted to do what was best for the team and winning. And sometimes that means not always getting your way. But I accepted him for what he was, his production, when he showed up, when he made the big plays, when he made the big shots. Um, when he was Tyler, and if he's Tyler, he's a good player for the Miami Heat. And you just like that he's come in with what seems like a positive attitude, with what seems like a willingness to work, accepting of the business of the league. Um, and I can't say put it behind him because it's day one. We don't know anything. But just based on what we've seen right now, um, he's not giving you that energy that we all are kind of assuming or at least putting forth that Kyle Lowry could be giving you, if y'all get what I'm saying. So just speak on Tyler and his situations and how he has reacted and how we should react. Because that is something else about him. He's going to have to chill out on the social media because he do a little bit too much social media for me. Um, but, you know, that's Tyler here, young dude, and that's this generation. So let's just all kind of speak on where we think Tyler is, um, you know, how we think he's going to react, um, where his head is. What do we think it's going to do to his game? Is it going to with the team? Is he finally going to reach that level that we all think he should be at? Um, is he going to help catapult this team for the next level? Just anything you got, Tyler, let me hear it. Kev seemed kind of excited to speak on it. So yeah. you go ahead and take the floor first, Kev. Yeah, I'm going to say it first. I, I got to get this on my chest. Like, this is the year for him. It's year five, bro. Like, it's time to really show us. And to me, I've always said, like, the past – not always, but the past year, two years maybe, bro, I do not care about what you do in the regular season anymore. Like, I need you in the playoffs, bro. I need that 20 to translate to the playoffs, like – Need you to stay healthy more than anything. And that too, right? Like, now's the time. You're on a contending team. You're a young player, and you have a great opportunity. You could be – Jimmy be wanting you to be our leading scorer. Like, it's nice where Jimmy's just like, here, bro, you take it and go off. And he's done that in the regular season before, and he's low-key trying to do it in the playoffs, and Tyler hasn't took those reins yet. Now's the time, bro. You're in year five. It sounds crazy as hell just thinking that because I remember when he got drafted. But you and your fifth season in the NBA, bro, and – Amidst all them trade rumors, amidst all the noise, amidst all the outside chatter, bro, the Heat still have kept you. Spoles still have faith in you. You're still getting all the shots that you want to. Like, you're in a perfect situation, bro. You're in Miami. Like, what else can you want? Like, it's time, bro. Like, the pressure should be on him now. Like, I don't care about how you feel about the trade rumors, bro. That's the business. Like, Damian Lillard want to go Miami. He's in Milwaukee now. Like, it is what it is. And, and let's be honest, Damian Lillard is way better than you. And it's no, it's not a nauseous fact. Wait a so, minute, Kev. Come on now. Hold on, me, Kev. Like, hold on, Kev. Come on. You ain't that. Come on, Kev. Chill out. Wait a my minute. My bad, bro. Hold on. The brother's still I'm, there. I'm just like, this is my, like, bro. I like, don't, and that's my thing. It's like, I really like Tyler Hero. He's still on the certain, team, Kev. I know, I know. But it's, it's a certain group in the fan base that looks at him like he's Michael Jordan. And then it's a certain 
group of the fan base that thinks he's the, the worst player ever. I'm I'm dead in the middle. And in real, right? and in all actuality, he's in the middle, right? Like you were saying. Exactly. That's where I'm at with him. He's in the middle. He's a he's a really good player. Like damn near. If he was a little bit stronger, he could be an all-star player in this league, I think, right? But he's not as strong. He don't got the handle like that to really get to a spot as he would like to, which I hope should change this year. But to me, it comes down to defensively, no more being a mismatch. There's no more being a weak link, bro. Again, you're, you're in year five, bro. You should be in NBA shape. You should have NBA physicality. It's nothing that you haven't seen at this point in time, bro. You got thrown into the fire as a rookie. And the only playoff moments that you have so far is that rookie season in the bubble. And – we're grateful for those moments. Those are fun-ass times, especially when we're all going through COVID. But, again, it's been four years since that, and you haven't given us nothing on your resume in the playoffs. And I'm not going to lie, before he got hurt in that Bucks game one, he looked like he was about to go off. I ain't going to cap. Like, I'm not going to just breeze by that. Like, don't let me get it misconstrued. But at the same time, like like what Dean, or excuse me, what Kay just said, bro, you got to stay healthy. Like, that's a part of the game, too. And you really broke it. What did he break his thumb? Whatever it was, on some random hustle play yeah. where you, I mean, you, you respect the hustle, but at the same time, you know. Bro wasn't even going to get the rock, if we're being honest. Like, I respect Right, it. and that's, like, that's why I'm like, at the same time, you got to yeah. be smart, too. So, that's my thing, bro. Like, I'm personally putting the pressure on Tyler Hero because I believe in the talent that is Tyler Hero. But at the end of the day, you still have to show us. And he said it last year. He was like, bro, I know no matter what, like, the regular season doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. And, bro, facts. Like, so he knows. So, I believe in him to do it. But, like, now's the time, bro. Last year – Whatever, whatever. Like it looked like you had your moment, unfortunate opportunity. You get you break whatever your thumb, finger, whatever. Now this year the team literally needs you, bro. Like we can't. Last year we needed you too, but this year we need you more than probably we've ever needed you with us losing two starters, right? So it's it's time for Tyler Hero, bro. I don't want to hear no excuses from nobody. I don't hear none of that, what you said. The social media stuff, like bro, your job is simple, bro. You get paid millions to play a game that you've loved your entire life. Just go do that. When we need it the most in the playoffs, bingo. Simple as that. I think there were two key things you alluded to there, and then we're gonna get to Joel on this topic, kind of bump him up to the top of the lineup on this one. Um, you mentioned it twice. Well, you mentioned the defense's ability, not not you're not expecting them to be locked down, like nobody's expecting to be prime Tony Allen, but we want you to compete, and that's physicality, that's hitting the weight room, that's working hard, and the same thing. As far as staying healthy, that's making sure you're conditioned. That's making sure you're treating your body the way it's supposed to be treated. You're acting like a pro. You're doing the things that are necessary in order to stay on the floor. And some things are freak accident. We're not blaming the man for accidents. Accidents happen. It's pro sports. Guys get hurt. It's physical contact. Even basketball is a very physical, especially at the college and pro levels. Like it, It's a lot of physicality. So we're not knocking him for that. But there are definitely things that he probably could do to help himself. And you see that reflected. And sometimes him being a little not necessarily timid, but weaker on the defensive side of the ball. So you know there's some work he could do on his body. And I think that's what you're alluding to, Kev. It's kind of one and the same. But also to your point, yeah, the organization has done a lot for him. And to that point that I mentioned, where I felt like he would have been better off the bench, they gave him what he wanted. They was like, nah, you you the starter. Even though I'm sure they knew, for us, the Heat, the team, we would be better having this come off the pond. But you know what I mean? That's some give and take. And like I said, I agree with you. They did do that. So, Joe, what, what's your Tyler take right now? How are you feeling about Tyler? How you think you're feeling about the situation? What do you think we're going to get from Tyler? Really touching on that for me, Joe. What do you think we're going to get from Tyler this coming season, somewhere in your spew? I just want that man to come out there and just be, you know, and I know he's always confident, but, like, you know, you just survived the Damian Lillard trade rumors, man, because I honestly – Well articulated. Really well articulated. Yeah. He survived. Because I just – I personally thought, like – 
after everything he went through, you know, the, the what's it called? The Donovan Mitchell rumors, the James Harden rumors back in 2020. Um, who else? You know, Kevin Durant rumors last year. It's like there was a lot of names that he missed out on. And I'm like, okay. Is Tyler the equalizer? Tyler can't be killed. <laughs> Wait a minute. He, Are we looking at this thing be. all wrong? <laughs> he might just be at this point. Because I looked at this Damian Lillard situation. I'm like, wow. I mean, this man might really be gone. Like, I actually couldn't believe it for a second. Because... That's how confident I was that maybe Dame does come to Miami and that this is really going to be the end of Tyler's time in Miami. You know, I did not think, like, after all this time, it was really going to come to an end. So the fact that he was able to survive that, and here we are, like, all these trade rumors later, you know, like, this man is about to enter his fifth season with the Heat. Like, if I was him, I mean... I would feel untouchable at this point. I would feel like invincible because you know what? I, I I was able to get through all of this. Like this man, Dame, literally said he wanted to go to Miami, Miami only. But even then, I still survived that. You know, I would feel invincible if I was him, and I was I would just go out there and be like, you know what? I'm here. I'm still with this team. Let me go out there and show people what I'm capable of doing. I dodged a bullet, you know, because if I was him, I'd probably feel bad thinking that that game one against Milwaukee leading to that broken hand was probably going to be the last moment people would see of him in a Heat jersey. But guess what? That's not going to be their last memory of you. Their last memory of you could potentially be something else, something that could help this team in the long run, maybe help this team win a championship if God is willing. That could be, you know, the future on memories that they're going to have of you in that Miami Heat uniform. So now that you know you've survived another year of trade rumors, you've been through all of that, I want you to go out there and start your own story. Not the guy that's going to constantly be thrown into trade packages, but the guy that's going to go out there and show people that he deserves to be in that conversation. Because he said that last year. I want to be in the convo with guys like Trey um, and John or them other people. Well, you know what? Go show it. You survived another um. You survived another um trade rumor. You know, I look at I look at everything as a man of faith. Like this is what God wanted him to do. So like, go out there and show people. Like, nah, I'm more than just the guy that you're just gonna throw in a trade package with a couple of first round picks. I'm a guy that's capable of a lot more. So if I'm Tyler, I'm going out there. I'm shutting everything down. You know, especially when playoffs come around, do what you said you were going to do because, you know, it was mentioned like he wasn't even caring about the regular season because he knew the focus was on what he could do in the postseason. So go out there, do your thing. Don't make any stupid plays again that might lead to you getting injured. I mean, shout outs for the hustle, but like, you know, we're not really counting on you for that anyways. Just go out there, hit your shots and be that boost on the offense. We know that you're capable of being. And let's just go from there with it. Because if we can some way, somehow win the championship this season, like Tyler has to play a big part in it. So, you know, just don't care about none of this other stuff. You know, you made it through everything. You know, like I said, you're invincible now at this point. Like, you know, just go out there and do your thing and try to help this team win the championship. And yeah. So Joe said a man make $30 million on average, currently plays basketball and lives in Miami, survived five sets of train rumors, train rumors, including Damian Lillard directly saying that he wanted to come to Miami and Miami alone. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. be killed. He called a man Frogger. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, let me let me let me let me bring something to the attention of the people. Um, Joel is gonna forever show you his faith, our, our glory too. So I ain't mad at that. And of course, he, you know, reflected to the part that he's a man of faith. So he believed this is divine for him. But if you'll notice, 
his header and his banner. It says, Joe Cronin will pay for his sins. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait until the church members get a hold of this. I mean, what are we doing, Joe? We're going to talk. We'll talk after this. Don't worry about it. We'll talk after this. I'm going to pray for you, brother. Um, Dean, I'm sure you got like a beautiful, just, just over the top, just absurdly, just demonstrative, just angry soliloquy on this topic. So give it to the people, man. Yeah, you 100% right, man. Listen, everybody know I'm not a I'm not a huge Tyler Hero fan. But there's something that stuck out with me with Joe said and what Coach Spo said. Earlier in the day, Spo said that Tyler, we missed out Tyler last year when he got hurt in the postseason. And Joe just said that, you know, we could have used him last year in the postseason. I 100% disagree with both of them. And I, I, I'm i not a man who disagree a lot. I know where he's going, people. I know where he's going. Y'all, y'all, y'all buckle in. But once he went down, we did not miss a beat. We did not miss a beat without Tyler. So that, that's telling me right there, we don't really need that man that much as people, as his fans may make it out the scene. We does we don't need Tyler. He doesn't like he doesn't add a lot of run pressure. He can't handle the ball. Like, like it, it just blows my mind on like I'm off the Tyler hype train. I've been off the Tyler hype train for the past two years now. Two years now, it's just been nothing but mediocre with this guy. Everyone sit here and say, oh well, he's he scored 20 points a game. I do not care about 20 points a game. 20 points a game in today's NBA seem like 13 points a game. Like, and all honestly, he has not, his game, I'm not going to say his game has not improved because we've seen slight improvements of his game, like, you know, of his game. So I'm not going to say that, but it hasn't translated in April and May. It, it has not translated in April and May. If Tyler Hero goes out and averages 27 points a game this year, I would not care. I would not I, like. I literally, I would not care until I see it in the playoffs. This man, two years ago, this man had the the line right put him in a chokehold in the play. Like, bro, I listen, man. When it comes to Tyler Hero, I okay, Joe. Not- maybe we need that prayer. I'm sorry. Maybe you were right. Maybe maybe we we need all that good energy listen, because right now, Kev, go ahead, Dame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kev. What did I say? What did I say coming? I'm I'm. He can average 30 and it wouldn't matter, Dean. Bro, I, I said I was being positive. I'm on some Beyonce, you can't break my soul. I've been listening to that all day. All day. Until y'all bring up Tyler Hero. And now I'm here. Now it's so Tyler Hero broke there. your soul is what you're saying. Bro, now it's reports out there that we might have on playing point guard. That, that, was, that was it for me, man. We seen, listen, Kev, K. We seen him play point guard a couple start the season now point guard a couple season ago. Where did that lead him? Where did no that order. lead him? I, it it led to him making being the sixth man of the year. That that's where it led him. <laughs> and uh, shout out to him, man. Sixth man of the year is a good award, whatever. But he, he's not that guy. I believe Tyler Hero. He could be the third best player on the championship team. He could be. 
And I, and I I think you know maybe he okay. Is. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can he be the third best player on this championship team? My dogs are making a guess. No, he he's not the third home. best player on this championship team. No, he's not. He's not because. And I think that's the most important question for our purposes. Elaborate. We've we seen we've seen the Miami Heat go all the way to the finals without him. Didn't miss a beat. Literally, did not miss a beat. So I, I mean, listen. I mean, that's, he's going I, to I come in that's... this season. He's going to come in like he does not. I could say that he don't let these trade rumors mess with his mental. And and I know uh, Kevin K, you guys said you know y'all don't like the the whole social media thing. I don't mind that. Like I I, I I literally I don't mind that because you know once it's time to step on the court, he, he's focused. Like he doesn't let the trade rumor. Like he understands this is a business, and you know it, it doesn't bother him at this point. Like he's been hearing about it since his rookie season, and you know he still comes in there. He play. He shows up to media day, and you know he answered all the questions, and he throw little jabs about you know the, the trade rumors. It, it doesn't bother him. Like I, I can say that it does not bother him, but it it bothers me the way he plays sometimes. It bothers me. Understandable. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't know you were gonna go all the way there with the Dame saying that the man could average 30 and it went by. I'm still stuck on that. Um, but Alex, re- respond to that. You seem like that moved you a bit, man. What 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 did I see going on there? Um, because I'm of the mindset, I think like Kev said, like it's put up a shut up time for for Tyler. Um he what he he did six and zero versus NBA superstar trade rumors. Um and the I know, boy is Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, he, he on the Shaq and yeah, Kobe ass yeah. run. I say he he the dude he buddy from Unbreakable who he can't get hurt like he that's who he is because um like I expect that since he's here we really like we were looking for a, a Damian Lillard type of player whatever Dame Brad D Mitch like we're looking for guys who honestly could just get off of Jimmy during the season. We need people who was gonna be able to handle the business of helping us win games during the season so Jimmy could get to the playoffs and be as healthy as possible and then do what he did until Josh Hart uh, tried to slide tackle him like they was playing soccer. I'm but, still looking for him in a parking lot, by the way. Somebody find hey, him let me know. I'm pulling up. Hey, hey, he in New York. I, I seen him. He in New York. It's a but, lot of boroughs, um, brother. That's why I need a specific <laughs> pen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You good. Say, But, like, I'm honestly of the mindset that Tyler during the during this season, I need Tyler to be an all-star. I need him, I need him to play well enough to make that all-star game. All right, that's a that's one one goal for him. And then like we like we all are saying, then after that, what are you gonna do when April, May, and possibly June hit? Like the what they say, they say the playoffs tell. So, all right, handle your business, be an all-star this year, average. 20 something five and five help us win games take pressure off of jimmy and bam but when those lights are the brightest what are you going to do that's what i'm worried about what are you going to do like i'm it's i ain't gonna lie i'm one of them people who after his rookie year i've been one of those people who has been looking to trade him every single offseason because i'm like yo like he's the one that you trade like you're not gonna trade bam you're not gonna trade jimmy Tyler's the the asset to move. It makes sense. He's the asset. No, that makes a He's lot. He's the sense. asset. So, like I like I said, the start. The only asset. 
Yeah, he he didn't dodge all those rumors. So all right, all right, you here? Put up a shut up, dog. It's it's time to show what you really about. I mean, I, wait, I wait, 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 wait. You got something? Yeah, I got something to say. What Alex just said, like at the very end, he just said, "It's put up or shut up." Is is this you or not? Why? If this is year five for Tyler. Why cannot we? Why can't us Heat fans all accept? This is who he is. He's shown us for five straight years. Well, four straight years. This is who he's going to be. That's valid. I mean, why that's a fact, but. That? But we, but but you can't. But okay, you know me, and y'all know how I feel. But I'm gonna be fair. Um, before we get to the Hami Hotcast lookalike, um, the Skip Bayless of our show, um, you know, the worst guy on the other side of the planet, um, the left hemisphere's plague, otherwise known as George. But anyway, we're gonna get to that. Um, what I was saying was, um, you can't automatically judge him for his bottom end because his top end has been kind of toppy, and you can win with his top end. So when you say this is who he is, I do want to be fair and say, well, at top end, he showed us some pretty good stuff, too. No, I mean, you're 100% right. He has shown he has shown some, us some good stuff. But my whole thing is, I want to see it. Listen, we're a championship contending team, period. Like, we're not the Sacramento Kings. We're not the Like, this is the championship contender team, and it's been a championship contender team for the past five years. George doesn't think so. George thinks because we only get to conference finals and NBA finals that we're not championship winning teams. So that's I mean, why he's over there, you know, turning no, grease on this left side. Seriously, though, like, like this is a championship contender team. We missing everyone is saying we missing that third player to get us over the hump. That, that I mean, it's supposed to be Tyler Hero. He's not it. He has not shown it. Could we win a championship in these past five years? Could we have won a championship? If Tyler showed up in the playoffs, that Tyler? Do you mean the Tyler that, that Alex Tyler is holding right, up? No, no, that Tyler right there. This the this the one we need. That's, that's the, the Tyler. That's the, that's dude the Tyler that we, we're missing. That's the dude. And, that, we and need. that was what his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I I just I just don't think Tyler is the guy that's going to help us lift that Larry O'Brien trophy. And I think that's, that's that all I'm you, saying. We're going to championship what? I think this is a huge if George, it's your turn to talk. I was getting to you. Don't don't you interrupt our situation. We over here talking real basketball, hoops knowledge about the Miami Heat and the actual prospects, and you're just going to interrupt us. You want Dwayne Denman back on the minimum. I don't want to fucking hear it from you at all, ever again. After the last George, show. we got boot, boot, boot. Don't, boy. Swear banner. Him, Joel. We'll, hey, we'll kick you hey, off. You, I thought I was going to be the it's first It's a cultural one. difference, Joel. It's a cultural difference. You will respect it. My brother, we got we got we with the network right now. We gotta keep it BG for them. What you got, George? Seriously. Oh, tell us what you got, man. I'm sure you like uh, I'm here. I'm telling you something. This is not a championship team. Let me just put it out there. Frame it from the perspective of Tyler Hero right now. We're gonna let you get that off, but let's keep a little order because I know where you'll go, which is everywhere. But frame it from the perspective of Tyler Hero for us and the people. Talk Tyler to Hero me, George. Is, he is who he is. There's nothing wrong with him. If he was able to stay and we were to acquire Dame and Joe Cronin wasn't on the other side of the deal, he would be perfect for what he is. He is a scorer. The problem with Tyler Hero 
is that he decides to go out there and try destiny. You're the goat. And he tries to go out there and be something he's not. This whole dribble nonsense, this whole let me show what I need to do in my pull-up game against Utah and Oklahoma City and the Rockets is not impressive. His catch-and-shoot game is weak. He needs, if he was an, a catch-and-shoot player, he'd be perfect 40 years. He doesn't, he's, he doesn't facilitate the way you want him to. He's, he's about to start point guard. And granted, I think we know who was leaking all those reports to uh, Wolves now, guys. Don't handle my business. That's my business. Um, I'm sitting here and saying that he's trying to be something he's not, and that's and he's his development suffered for it. He's a his defensive ability needs needs help. It needs help. He needs to work with some coaches. He needs to get a better defensive line. But I, I'm I'm just not sure of what he offers to a team where he is a focal point of the team. If Dame was here, he's perfect. He's the fourth best player. You know what I mean? He is a scorer. He can be like your Jamal Crawford. He can be like your, your, your you know, Jordan Clarkson. He can be your sixth man, your Lou Will. I'm telling you right now, he can be like your Lou Will, and that's fine. Coming off the bench, he, he his role off the bench was perfect. When he won sixth man of the year, that was his best season, full stop. I don't care. Statistically, last year was his best year. His role off the bench was significant. When he was coming on winning games for us, it was perfect. But now this team has gone ahead and lost Gabe Vincent and Maximilian Struess for nothing. And I said last year, multiple times, you must deal them at the halftime point, at the halfway break of the season, at the trade deadline, if you don't plan to resign them. And they didn't do it. Gabe Vincent... He's been a more valuable player than Tyler Hero the, these last four years. He's been a more valuable player. The stuff he has done when he has been called upon, when he was starting for long stretches of, the, of, of you know, of the season, he was starting over Kyle Lowry. His defensive ability is underrated. We've lost that. And yet people say, oh, we've got Josh Richardson. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Whoop-de-freaking-do. What is that going to? What what does that achieve? Nothing. If we had Gabe Vincent coming off the bench with Josh Richardson, that'd be better. You've lost Struess now, who was a spark plug. Granted, he was trash for a long, you know, a long time last season, twenty or twenty-seven or thirty games, something like that, where he averaged what was it like a twenty-eight percent shooting or something like that. It was terrible. But we have streaky shooters. We had Duncan do that for two years, just be useless. They've lost them. Dean, I can't hear you. I was going to give George a couple more seconds, and then I'm going to reel him back in. Go ahead, George. Tie a ball around it. I'm saying you haven't haven't replenished the talent. You've lost talent. You've gone ahead, and you've claimed that this is still a championship team when Mickey is just the biggest, most lazy person in the world who has won his championships. He's happy just to fill this team and be okay. He doesn't want to win. When there's other teams out there that are willing to dive into the tax and willing to put talent around and actively George has been around Barry's tweets, guys. Ba- Barry's underrated, but that's got nothing to do with my conversation, all right? To leave Barry out of this. He's on the payroll. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm saying that this team is not competitive. It is depressing 
but Mickey won't sell the team. And we're going to have to just rely on 40 point per game Jimmy Butler to come back. Yeah. When he's yeah. 36. Yeah. With no knees. Okay. So, since Jones just took it upon himself to give the synopsis of the uh, season, we were going to get to that point uh, as a collective. But to allude to the last episode where um, Joe mentioned, I don't know if he mentioned it before we came on air, but the guys on air know that me and George kind of got into it. Um, that was the, the 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 basis of what that debate was about. So now that you all have seen how George feels about it, um, I feel like there's nothing better to do now but to just free for all, man. How are you feeling about the season? Um, where do you see the season going? Is there anything else? important um there is a deal out there there is one more guy out there i won't say a deal there's one more guy out there one more team out there um that still could possibly you know help miami get some things done which i'll throw into the mix at some point but like i said since george just decided to open it up um to the feelings on the top of you know on on the entirety of the team by the way when you say things with an accent that make it sound like you almost know what you're talking about but that's neither here nor there um guys how are we feeling about the team, the chances, the total composition? Is George right? Is this team screwed? Did they lose too many key pieces? How do they get some things done? Can they get some things done? Are they firmly in the mix? I mean, how are we feeling about the season as the season get ready to tip off? I mean, media day, that means it's here. That means they about to start running. Suicide's about to start happening. We about to start hearing about injuries. You know, everybody got to tell all their girlfriends, their baby mama, their side pieces, look, you know I'm about to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that's here. Like, we at that point. So, there's no more games. There's no more, oh, uh, we didn't get Damian Lillard. There's no more, can we get Drew Holiday? There's no more, Joe Cronin will only make a deal if somebody, there's no more of that. How do you feel about this? Man, cut the power off in Australia, dog. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> Bruh, bruh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut it all the way off. How we feel about the season as a whole um, and, and where we think this E-team might end up. Um, I'm interested in hearing what you got to say, Dan, because it sounded like you wanted to respond to something um, that you heard George say. And then, Alex, you just jumped right in at the Dean. Yeah, man, listen. Uh, besides the wig that George wearing, George, George is my guy. George is my guy. You know, I like the lamp back there. You got to send me where you got that from. Hopefully, you know, they don't Vietnam. just need in the UK. But anyway, what stuck out to me, what George said was, he don't believe this team is going to be competitive. That, 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 was, that was ridiculous. I, I understand if you said, you know, they won't be a, a championship contending team. I, I, I may agree with you there. But long as we have Eric, Jan, Spilostra in that backcourt. Come on, man. Enough with the Dame talk, man. I, 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 enough with the Dame talk. I, I I I can't see the word Dame Dame anywhere. Like, don't, don't, don't mention the word Dame to me for a, a couple months, man. Seriously. But anyway, man, I'm sorry that that you can't break my soul. That took me off topic. I'm not I'm not, I'm not talking about that, man. I'm not letting that get to me. But in, listen, no, ser in all seriousness, though, this team is going to be competitive. Longest Spo is, is 
long as long as I see Spo on that sideline, I believe this team can be competitive. Last year, we seen us win what? How much we won? 44 games last year? 44, 45 games somewhere around there last year? I believe we're going to do the same thing. We're going to win 44, 45 games this year. But once April and May come, this team is going to compete. Either, you know, we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals again, or we might be a second-round exit team. But either way, this team is going to compete. And once, once you know, the trade deadline comes, I do believe we're going to go out there and make some trades. But to, to sit out there and say this team won't be competitive and he fans, you know, you see a lot of tweets or whatever saying this team is not going to be competitive, you're 100% wrong. You're 100% wrong. This team has always been competitive, no matter who's on a roster. You know, we've seen the Deion Waiters and, and the Hassan Whiteside and, and, and James Johnson those years. And Luke Babbitt and them. No, sir, like no, we've seen those years, and we've seen them go forty-one and forty-one. This team is like this team is going to no matter what anyone say about Pat Riley and how they feel about him right now, but he's just always made sure his team was competitive, no matter who was on the roster, and that's and that's the culture way. So let's not go out beside ourselves and sit there and, and forget about the culture, because you know we always want to preach about culture, 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 but you know now is we don't. We don't think they're going to be competitive. No, this team is going to be competitive. Like it is absolutely. Just what it is. I mean, you see a couple of deals go the wrong way, and all of a sudden you forget what this organization has done for yeah, years. Let's on not when it, what I remind this organization people is about. Let's let's not forget what right. it's about. We're going to be competitive. We might be, you know, in the middle, and a lot of fans might not like that, but you no, know, like we're going to be all right. We're going to I'm going to be, be frank, right. man. We might coast through the regular season. Might not win as many games as people want you to win. But when it gets to the regular season and everything matters, you know the Heat are going to be in the mix as long as they're healthy, as long as Spo is on that sideline, as long as Jimmy and Bam is in that lineup. I mean, to your point, Dean, um, you mentioned it, man. You can't holler one thing and then live on the other side. Alex, what you got on the topic, man? How you feeling about the season? And we're going to let you circle back around, George, because I see you over there getting bent out of shape. But that's just what you walked into. Um. Um, I mean, it's it's heat culture, man. Like we we every time we step on the court, we we looking to win. So that's what I'm looking for from the team. I'm looking for guys to step up. I'm I'm excited that Jay Rich is back. Um, I'm excited that I mean I'm praying to God that Spo gives Jovic some time to shine because I think his development and his and his skill set could really help open up eyes and um help the team out really well. But but yeah, man. Like, I feel like we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be as bad as everybody's trying to make it out to be. We are not gonna be old. Well, we're we're not gonna be one of the top three seeds. I don't think. But I see us out of the play-in. Like, we're not gonna. I think we we get finished in the top six. So you out of the play-in. Um, it's honestly, honestly, it's. I mean, it's been a rough week for all the Heat Nation with us missing out on on Dame and then Drew. But, like, I really do think that this team, like I said, man, it's going to be end up being a top six seed. And then once we're in that top six, nobody wants to see us in a seven-game series. Like, like, that's one of the things that I feel like people are losing. Like, nobody wants to see us. Nobody wants to see Spo and whatever craziness he got going on with the with the schemes and all that like like he is a mastermind bro 
And then in any in any seven game series, we seen it last year in the first round. Jimmy can go nuclear and be the best player in the world. Like he just need other guys to. If you make shots, yo, I could take you there. So, yeah, the regular season might not be oh the Heat win fifty five sixty games, but once we once April and June, when April May June hit. That's when we make our money. So that's that's what I'm right. waiting to see, man. Just get there and put yourself in a decent position for when exactly. you get there. Right. No, completely. Uh, what you what you got on it, Kev? How you see the heat season going thus far? And uh, you know, we're gonna get Joel in right after that. Yeah, no, I'm with everything Demon and Alex both said, right? It's never gonna be pretty like man, let's call a spade a spade, bro. Last year, a lot of us did not expect them to go on the run that they did. And they went on that run and went crazy. And they maximized by knocking off the two best teams in the East and the Knicks on in between that, right? Like, what we did was unprecedented. Teams in the league are trying to copy our sauce. The Masai Ujiri came out and said, we're trying to be like the Heat. We're trying to be an A-seed and just make a run. It, bro, it's not happening like that. Like, we're really spoiled. And I say this all the time, and he feels like I'm crazy. We're really spoiled because it's none of – forget my language, but it's none of that tanking shit going on here, bro. Like, every year is competitive, bro. Every year – Swear banner. Every year, internal development is taking place every single time, right? And that's the key thing. Like Alex said, we need Jovis to take a little bit of a leap. We need Hawkins to kind of, you know, get adjusted kind of early, right? Like, you need all them things to take place. And, again, I like Jay Rich, you know, coming in and doing his thing. He's comfortable. He's familiar, right? You need things like that. You're going to need Duncan to get his confidence all the way back, like, for the whole season, you know, right? So, to me, like all y'all said, bro, we got Spo. We got Jimmy, we got Ben, we got a chance. That's how I look at it every single year. They've given us no reason to doubt them whatsoever. Even in 2022, let's really talk about it. George brought up losing Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. What were they at in 2022? If I'm just being honest, let's really talk about it. Because if we were shooting the ball, because the three-point shooting in the regular season was elite and it fell off a cliff in the playoffs. And Jimmy still got us to that game seven. If they shot a little bit better, we always talk about Jimmy missing that shot. Bro, if we shot better from three that year, we're in the finals in 2022 as well. So George doesn't remember that. George doesn't remember that. George doesn't remember that. Yeah, his memory only goes back like nine months. Exactly. And this this is my thing. This is the only frustration I have where I can see where George's perspective on this is that if I'm just keeping a a bean, no no duo in the league has as much weight on their shoulders as Jimmy and Bam when it comes to scoring, getting other people involved, defensively, all that. They do it all. Like, all these other duos y'all hear about, they either do scoring at a high level or they're at playing defense at a high level. They're not doing everything. Jason Taylor's not going out there and making dudes on the Celtics better. Giannis is not going out there and locking up the other team's best player in Milwaukee. The list goes on. Jokic, we all know he's he's not known for defense. Jimmy and Bam do all that. They cover everything, every single mistake. So when you have those two dudes, bro, you can rock. So to me – like y'all said, we'll probably be – I think we'll be somewhere between a five and a six seed regular season. And then come playoff time, it's smoke just like every year. Everybody's – we're going to be the target because everybody hates us right now, but we've been the target ever since. We've been running super the Super villains, man. And the Heat – the Heat excel when they the super villains. I mean, every nobody yeah. really likes the Heat now, which is why we in this situation, which is why every national writer – um, seems to have something good to say about them not being able to get the deal done, which is why Cronin even carried it that place. I mean, that way in the first place, which is why, excuse my French, I'm going to sell bias, but I don't care, which is why Adam Silver can scream integrity of the league, good for the game and, and contracts and, and, and all this, but then let Joe Cronin straight up like, 
just spitefully, you know what I'm saying, hold a man hostage. I get it. If you actually did a better deal for you in that individual deal, then you can sell me that. But you didn't. Now, don't give me the whole conglomerate final package, what he ended up with after, you know, dealing and wheeling and, and flipping and hitting the block and doing all that and calling five people and saying, I got two of these over here for 20. And you know what I'm saying? Hitting his mans in them. Don't tell me about all of that because that wasn't the deal. But we're going to get to that. Um, Joe, give me a couple of minutes because we, we already been going an hour. We're not going to go too much longer. We're going to get a couple of more key things in though. Um, Joe, give me your topic or your thoughts on how you think this season and the entirety will go. What are you thinking? And then we are going to let you respond to everything you've hear, heard here, George, because I know it's killing you. Um, but let's 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 hear what you got first, Joe. All right, man. I'm gonna just say it how it is. And you know, it was Dean who mentioned it. Like there were times in this past where the heat was so down bad that we had Luke Babbitt in the starting lineup. And you know what? We were still a competitive team. And it was to a point where even I believed the fact that this team could still, you know, go far in the playoffs if they was to make it. So if if I believed that for a team that had Luke Babbitt of all people in the starting lineup, you better believe that I'm going to have faith in a team that not only has Eric Spolstra, but Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and, you know, we already talked about it, but Tyler Hero, he can, you know, step up in the ways that we need him to. But with that all being said, I'm always have faith in my squad. Um, I really do hope that we can make some trades at the deadline, which was something that didn't happen last season. Um, how could that have helped the team, you know, in that playoff run? If we were to have made some moves, who knows? But if we could just maybe make some improvements here and there, if it is possible, I think that could help us out greatly by the time we get into the playoffs. But, yeah, like for me personally, I'm going to ride with this team no matter what, and we're going to win the championship. We're going to find a way to get it done. I believe in Jimmy. Last year he said that, you know, we missed the shot. But, um, you know, after they lost Game 7 to Boston, we missed it. I don't know the exact quote. We missed it, but you know what? Next time we're going to be back in that same situation, but this time we're going to get it done. I believe He said it something similar today. This time we're going to be back in the finals and we're going to get it done, and I believe him when he says it. So, you know, it, it, emo Jimmy or not, I don't care what look he's pulling up. All I know is that man is going to come in here. He's coming for blood. And, yeah, y'all see what I have written below my name. Joe Cronin will pay for his sins. All of them will pay for the sins because guess what? Jimmy is going to come out and he's going to do the Lord's work. And all y'all nasty fan bases that's been talking crap about the heat, he's going to come for all y'all, all right? So all you Glory, Bucks hallelujah. Fans, yeah. All you Bucks fans coming after us saying, oh, we got Dame, y'all don't. That's fine. Jimmy going to be ready for y'all. Same thing goes for the Celtics, okay? Jimmy literally told y'all new point guard. Are we getting there? We him. getting there. Don't Hold on, Joe. Hold on. Simmer down. Right, Simmer, I, down. I, I, Simmer down. He, Simmer down. He said he owns Easy. him, though. Easy. You know, we saw what Jimmy did last year. He put 37 points on a team that had some of the best defenders in the league. I saw that. And if it wasn't for Josh Hart being the look, I ain't going to say the word on here because I don't know who watching this. Your but, church you know, folks, man. Your church folks. Yeah. So, you know what? But, yeah, yeah, whatever. I ain't going to say the word. But if Josh Hart was – I'm going to say it anyway. So if you allude to it one more time, you might as well say it. Listen, if Josh Hart wasn't such a pussy and, you know, tried to flop on that play – then you know what? We probably would have had a healthy Jimmy in that finals and in that conference finals against Boston. So with that all being said, like, I'm chill with the way how things are right now. Let's try to make some moves. Let's try to see what we can do at the trade deadline. Hopefully we can have a good team. Let's go from there. I'm rocking with this team no matter what. So that's basically it for me. Now, right before George gets his spew off, because I know he got a lot to say in response, 
I, I want to mention something I think Jimmy Butler said. I want to say it was via NBA TV. I saw it on the timeline somewhere um, that it said he's ready to personally, you know, beat Dame, Giannis, and their coach. I mean, what more can you want? Well, I mean, what more can you want? I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's not enough for you, George, but tell us all about that. The only piece of truth I heard that entire time was when Kev said, we're spoiled. Because we are spoiled. Because of the disease and the and the the lies that surround heat culture, the, and the joke that it is, I can't wait. I can't wait till the conversation is had. But when heat heat culture is actually the worst thing to happen to Miami, and has resulted in zero free agents joining us, zero stars joining us since Jimmy Butler came here, zero. The most impactful acquisition of the heat culture is pj tucker because oh yeah heat culture was around when we were winning finals and we were winning championships wasn't it yeah because that undrafted free agent lebron james and undrafted free agent chris bosh was really that good was really that great but now we've got heat culture and oh, i can't wait to, to, to you know go back and reminisce about big cheese dio waiters what a go how good was he? You know, he came up to the system. Uh, Duncan Robinson, hundred eighteen. Sorry, you know, eighteen million dollars a year for Duncan Duncan Robinson. And I'm trying my hardest not to swear right now. Trying my hardest, but heat culture has got you nothing. It has got you depression and slow and crap and nothing. Heat culture doesn't exist. It is a facade. That the ownership has pulled over your eyes, to and 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 backed it up with the excellence that is Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Coach Spo. Without Coach Spo, we are the Charlotte Hornets with a star on our team. That is what this is. Without Coach Spo, it is nothing. We are nothing without him. He took undrafted players in a game where we had six available, and we won. What we have, what we're left with right now is the remnants of a team that, that could have competed three years ago, four years ago, and has been left with nothing. That's This is what we're left with now. I'm not trying to slap down all your, your vibes for the season and shit like that. Sorry. Damn it. Damn it. Um, you, you responded with a curse word with a curse word, George. I, I don't think it <laughs> works like that. I don't, I don't know what it takes for people to realize that this team the only salvageable aspect of it's it. It's okay, man. This is almost the same place. That, that, this, that this is the only way is to get a, a, a trade at the trade deadline that makes sense for us. A, AKA, go and get OG Adenobi, who's not signing a long-term deal, who's not going to resign with them, who they're going to want to ship out. There's no sign and trade in place. Go and get him at the trade deadline. He's going to be cheap. He's already said he's not coming back. So all the leverage... He's with the team that wants him, wants him at all. Toronto has no no leg to stand on. Donovan Mitchell, who's not going to sign an extension in Cleveland, if he hasn't already committed to the Knicks, which I think he already will, but go and make a play. Go and make a play for a player like that. But you can't keep promoting players through the system and expect them to to to, to play well all the time. You can't. I like your. Um. Oh, no, Jovic has potential, really high potential. Same with Triple J. 
Richardson is old. Okay, he's not. There's no more potential, untapped potential there. Hayward Highsmith is a player that we are talking about taking a leap, a leap. Hayward Highsmith, what leap? Back to he's going to win Most Improved Player of the Year. You by shut the way. your mouth, please. That's my pick, y'all. <laughs> That's your pick. I, I, we, we need to understand that Tyler Hero is not him. He is a high level role player. Has about another minute, George. About another minute. Synopsis it for us. Give me thirty seconds. He said Tyler Hero, not him. He's more they them. How do I respond to that? That's just that's just eating eight of my twenty two seconds. Thank you very much, Kev. What the bottom line is: this team needs trades, and it needs an ownership that's willing to spend money to do it. We cannot win when we're not in the tax. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. You're about to face Drew Holiday, uh, Jalen Brown. Ah, going too far. We're going to get there. Going too far. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Hold tight. Hold tight. All, all them names have wanna, been cooked before, too. They didn't want to say something in Exactly what I was you, about to say. And I'm going to let get Kev. I'm going to let Kev get a couple minutes, and Alex also want to respond. And then we're going to move on to that very topic because I did want to try to get a couple of minutes there before we wrapped up. So go ahead, Dame, and then Kev and Alex gonna jump in. No, let, let Kev go. Kev, Kev, one. Let Kev go. I'll, I'll go at the Kev. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm. What I got is for the next. Is for the next topic. You and Alex. Okay. All right. So I, I'm gonna say this, George. I understood what you were saying until you got disrespectful to the Heat culture because you said, "Listen, listen, listen, listen." You said that it's not real, and you know. We couldn't win with these guys on our team, these undrafted guys. Whoop -whoop. We have made it to the finals twice in, what, four or five years with these same undrafted guys who, if they was on any other team, and everyone's, everyone say this, the reason why, you know, teams that don't go out and do these trades for these guys, for the Max Schrute's, for the Duncan Robinson's, for the, you know, the Haywood Highsmiths, is because, they cannot get the same production. What up, K9? What up, DJJ? Thank you. They cannot get the same production that Miami can get from those guys. And it's been praises from other head coaches in the league saying, you know, they don't understand how they keep finding these guys and keep winning with these guys. So somewhere, you know, the heat culture does work, and it is real. It is real because... If you go back and look at all these players, if you go back and look at James Johnson, Deion Waiters, Kendrick Nunn, uh, uh, Hassan Whiteside, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Johnson, Johnson, the list can go on and on. We got, we, hey, look, man, What's we, the, oh, we, wait, we listen, put McGruber in the league for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, you know I mean? we the reason he, Ellison, he's been working, baby. Wayne Ellison, all those guys, they have played their best when they had the heat across their chest. Have, have have Miami, you know, held on to these players a little too long? Have they given out bad contracts to these players when they shouldn't have? Yes, a hundred, I hundred percent agree with that. You got me there. I can't say nothing about that. Do I agree with the Duncan Robinson getting that big contract? No. Do I believe that you know James Johnson and Dion and and Hassan should have got those contracts they got? No. So even though got, it's an outlier year, be fair though, Dame. That was the year where all of that money was going out. So it's just like 
I don't but, know. But if still, they're winning it regularly. It all matters though. No, but but, but still, I, I, you know, they probably. I mean, but but then you. That's something we'll get in. That's something we'll get into deep on Biscayne breakdown. Um, so we're not gonna spend too much time on it. But it's like there won't nobody out there that year either. Somebody was gonna have to listen. Listen, I. I understand that, but I'm just I'm just alluding to what George was saying. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, facts, facts, facts. No, I got you. I ain't gonna spend too long because it was some truths that that he said, and I agree with some of it. So I can't be a hypocrite with that. But to sit here and say, you know, it's not real, and you know, it is a disease out there. No, I, I mean, it is a disease out there because it is real and it spreads. The heat culture does spread. It, it is a real thing. You know, like we get the most out of these guys, and it. it no, we haven't won a championship. And the goal is to win a championship. Like, that's the goal. That should be the goal every year for every team. It's to win a championship. But we've been closer than a lot of these teams. And, yes, Milwaukee and Boston are better than us, but I'm pretty sure we're going to compete with them. And I'm pretty I'm gonna sure tell you, I'm going to tell you what George's main thing is, Dean. Uh, what you saying that, okay, yes, the goal is to win a title, but it's reaching the finals, the NBA finals, in the conference finals, um, for the Heat, you know, is, 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 is that fail? Is that failure though? For Miami, it is because Pat Riley once said, and, that, and that's what I wanted to get. His, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's losing in his misery or whatever, it's winning in his misery or something like that. No, every team can't, you're not going to win it every year. But, you know, for, for a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, for you know uh, uh, the Utah Jazz or the Sacramento King, for them it's an accomplishment. It's a stepping stone. What Giannis like to say, you know, it's a stepping stone. But no, for Miami, for the Lakers, for for teams like Boston and Golden State, it's a failure when you don't when you don't accomplish your goal. But anyway, back on topic for what George said, I, you know, I do disagree with you because I do believe the Heat culture is real, and obviously it shows. Let's watch Gabe Vincent in LA and let's watch Max Schroes in Cleveland and, and, and let's compare their years to when they was in Miami. And I guarantee you, you won't get 50% of what they got. You won't it, like they won't you won't get 50% of what they got, what they gave in Miami. I guarantee that. Can I just quickly intervene quickly? I, two things. 20 I seconds, said, brother. I never said he culture was fake. I said it's stupid and dumb and obsolete. And number two, it's got nothing to do with how players play. Outside of Miami, that's got nothing to do. It's not. I'm not saying that heat culture doesn't affect players positively here. I mean, uh, it, you can't keep relying on on getting undrafted talent and giving them big contracts and but, trying but, to get them to do a job. You can't keep doing that. It okay, but, but listen, you said which is the only reason said, why we're here. You said that you know we need to go get those big stars, and we can't keep relying on these undrafted players. I 100% agree with you there. But both of those things can't exist in a vacuum. If you want to go get the big stars, you're going to have to find a way to maximize these guys that you don't have to pay a lot. Wait, wait, you can't no, have no, no. both things. But, but, Kay, but he, 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 you know, listen, you can't go get the, it's, it's not 2K. Like, you know, I, it's just. Oh, that's a fact. A lot of people has, playing fantasy basketball, agree, trade machine. The, the other team has to agree upon the trade. The other team has, like, it, it takes two. It takes two. I've been saying, Kay, you can be the witness. I've been saying all last year, Miami does not have the assets to go pull off a trade for Kevin Durant, for uh, uh, Damian. Le we don't have those assets. And you can't be mad at guys 
for other GMs for not wanting those those players in return. Like it, it's just you can't be upset. Could we got Bradley Bill for cheap? Yes, but they held out for Dame, and obviously it didn't work in our favor. But we can't sit there and say that you know we're not Pat Riley and and these guys aren't trying to you know make this roster better. They're trying. They just not you know trying as hard or doing as what we want them to do. So yeah, um, I mean, look, it's a situation where you just gotta make sure that everybody's on the same page when you're going to make these moves because I'm not a guy that believes you have to be one way or other, and I think it has to be in concert. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, George has changed his background. Beautiful. Um, you sure that you don't want to? You, you sure you don't want to? You want to get that off real quick, Alex? Respond to what was going on there. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna be real quick so we can get on to the next topic and get out of here. But um, so one thing I will say is heat culture is real. Um, it's it's obvious because of the fact that like we get done what we get done every single year. Like everybody's not stepping on the court, competing as hard and playing as hard as we do, and getting the same results like we like everybody's been saying, getting the same results out of these undrafted guys. That's not happening. But I will say one thing that I that I can say that I like wholly agree with George about is that this roster, like the the core of the guys, was um, that was to compete basically like like two years ago, like the year that we the year that we lost in Game Seven to um, to the Celtics when Jimmy missed a shot. I was of the mindset that once that once we lost that year and didn't make it to the finals, didn't win the championship, I was like, all right, the only two people who should be safe this offseason are Jimmy and Bam. Like that should have been the time where they really looked to pivot and basically like that's when Tyler or Kyle and I mean obviously PJ left, but that was the time to pivot. So this roster now it's a little stale. Because these guys have been together for so long. Now it's a little stale. So now we do need an interjection of somebody new, which is why everybody was so excited about the Damian Lillard situation. But, I mean, so just to wrap it up, heat culture is real. The roster is stale. Indeed, that makes sense. I mean, that's a that's a perfect synopsis. Um, And, and something to close it here, um, and the way we'll do it is everybody will get their takeoff um, and then we'll wrap a bow around it. But everybody kind of wanted to touch on it in their spews about different topics. Look, man, let's touch on the Celtics and Bucks really quick. The Celtics now feature a roster and a lineup that should look something like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, Porzingis, and I'm going to assume Horford, maybe. Um, that's going to be the five. And then if you look at the Bucks roster, um, they're going to try out a starting lineup. Um, you'll imagine... I'm going to honestly imagine it'll probably be Dame Lillard, uh, Pat Connaughton, Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Brooke. Um, that's the starting fives we have. Middleton, Middleton. Miami. Middleton, that's what I meant. Middleton, sorry, Middleton. Tripping. Yeah, Middleton. Um, so what are we thinking when it comes to the Miami Heat and competing with those lineups for the Celtics again? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, Drew Holiday, Porzingis, and Horford. And for the Bucks, we assume it's probably going to be Dame, Connaughton, Giannis, Middleton, and Lopez. What are we thinking? How are we feeling? Do they scare you as the Miami Heat? 
Do you feel like they got better as individual teams? They got worse. What did the deals do for them? Anything on your feelings on those two teams and how they stack up against the Miami Heat as we close? We'll let everybody get their spew off. If everybody wants to respond to somebody once or twice, you can do so. But we'll kind of wrap this up in the next seven to eight minutes here. Um, that's the topic. Let's go first, Kev. Did they both get better? Of course. But I don't think it's extremely better to the point where the Heat can't beat them. Like, to me, how I look at it, obviously Dame is an upgrade from Drew, right, when it comes to the Bucks. But at the same time, who's the best defender in Milwaukee right now? Who's the best defensive player in Milwaukee right now? Like probably Brooke. I, yeah, I, I've yeah, two time defensive player of the year, Giannis. What what are we doing here? No, no. Giannis helps. That's, yeah. that's the problem right there. Exactly. Giannis is not guarding the ball. You know why? Because if Giannis really was about it, he would be guarding Jimmy in the playoffs. But it's a reason that they don't do that because he can't. That's not his game. He's a help side defender. It's a difference. Do your research on that. But that's my point right there. Right. As great as they are offensively. Defensively, they all have issues, right? If you're asking a 35, 30, about to be 36-year-old Brooke Lopez to hold down the rim for you, that's a problem. And the Celtics, to me, have the same issue. They're going to miss Robert Williams. He might not have been their most – he might not have been their best defender, but he was their most important defender because he held down the rim. And now you're about to ask – Especially against Miami. Exactly. And now you're about to ask Christos Porzingis to protect the rim? Okay. Have fun with that. And then on top of that, People talking about Christoph Porzingis like he's an all-star. This bro, he, his stats to me are just as comparable to Tyler Heroes. Like and he gotta he, be on the floor first, Kev. Exactly. He was putting up empty numbers on one of the worst teams in the league last year. He was playing with one of the best playmakers in the league a few years ago, and he couldn't make it work there because his ego was too big. So I don't know what he's about to do being a third option in Boston when he couldn't even be a second option next to Luka Doncic. Because if you know Kyrie about to get the rock in Dallas, they wasn't giving him the rock at all in Dallas. So that's neither here nor there. But for them, too, like, they both lack in rim protection. The Bucks specifically, defensively, like, they're going to be whatever. Like, offensively, they'll have it. I'm not concerned about that. Like, they'll be able to put up numbers. But, like, that's my biggest thing. They're going to need one of them younger guys to step up because you can't expect all of them, all three of those dudes to carry you through the regular season and the playoffs. They need one of them young guys. Like, how we've been dependent on those young guys. Milwaukee needs one of them to be, whether it's, Malik Beasley, which I don't even want to say that name, but I'm going to say it because that's the roster. Um, Andre Jackson or Margin Bochamp. Because the, the issue with them last year, they was depending on Wesley Matthews and Joe Ingles, and both them was non-existent. And I think so, it's going to be Bochamp. If there's any, I think Bochamp got to be the guy. It got to be him. He got to take the next one of them. And then I'll just say it again. Like, to me, both them have flaws. They got major flaws that they're going to have to hinder. I like, as much as I do not want to say this, I like Boston's team a little bit more just because Drew gives them the exact thing that they've been missing, which is a true traditional point guard. They don't, they never really had that. They were trying to make Marcus Smart it. He was more of a makeshift. Malcolm Brogdon, he was trying to score and get his own, and he was injured. He didn't really, really want to be there. Came out like so. We'll see. But again, they to me, neither one of them is protecting the rim. And who gets to the rim better than all these teams is us with Jimmy and Bam. So that's where I'll end my playing at. I mean, to Kev's point, I, I think I agree with a lot of the notions. Um, Robert Williams are very effective against the Miami Heat, so losing him absolutely hurts. In my opinion, they lost the three guys you consider their heart and soul. When you talk about the guy that held their middle down, which was Rob Williams, when you talk about their toughness, which was Grant Williams, when you talk about the guy who literally was the figurative heart and soul of the unit, could talk to anybody like he needed to, wanted to, and had to, Marcus Smart. Um, I, I don't know 
if you added enough to make up for that. At best, it's neutral. Even if you look at the Bucks, that situation is kind of neutral to me as well. And I think you bring it up, Kev, because like you're depending on an agent, Brooke Lopez, to now be your last line of defense. When you were a top flight defensive team last year, well, hey, you just shipped off Drew Holiday. Yes, you add four to eight more points per game by adding Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard, but are you now giving up 10 to 15 more points a game? Like when you're making moves, you have to consider what happens on both sides. And I feel like for me, don't get me wrong, you add one of the most elite scorers and you're going to be able to blow people out of the building if they cannot keep up with you. But if you cannot stop them, then you're going to have problems. And that's something they're going to have to figure out before they can actually get to the things that, that a lot of people think they're going to get to. And last thing before I kick it to Alex real quick to touch on his thoughts on this topic, is Chris Stops the third option? Do you trust Drew first? Because I might get a rock to Drew before I gave it to Chris Stops. Yeah, I'm giving it to Drew first. But, I mean, I, I, when I said that I was saying before they got Drew, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking about it. But me personally, yeah, I'm giving it to Drew. It's not even a question. So, I'm just yeah, he's a fourth option, bro. Even then, it's, Even then it's, it's not it's moving me, but... No, that's a fact. Ahead. No, no, no. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, can he find a way to be effective and be happy and be content and, and play his role on the team as the fourth option? I picked my mic. My bad, guys. I got passionate about that one because I hate the Celtics. But um, what, what's, what say you, Alex? How you feeling about the Bucks and the Celtics right now? Um, Both of those groups got better, man. I mean, they each lost depth this offseason, but, I mean, they gained their, they gained some talent as well. Obviously, with Damian Lillard being a top 75 guy and then um, Drew Holiday being arguably the, one of the best two-way guards um, in the league. And then Chris Stapps, obviously, he I mean, came in the league as 7'3 unicorn and, and everything. So, um, like, with Chris Stapps, like, like Kay was saying, and like um, Kay was saying, like, it depends on how he's going to accept his role. Um, I do also think that they're going to miss Rob Williams a crap ton. Um, in regards to the situation and, um, and with the Bucks, like, obviously, I mean, the, the Dame was already talking about it today, but the, with him and, and Giannis in regards to them running the pick and roll, like, it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of teams go about trying to stop that. But like I said earlier, um, I think, well, I think both of those teams are going to win a whole bunch of games this season, but when April, May, and June hit and they got a lineup in a seven-game series and look across the way and they see dudes with Miami across their chest with Eric Spolstra standing there with Chris Quinn in his ear and Karan Butler and all our guys who, um, who are on the coaching staff, I think they're going to still have a little bit of fear in their heart. And that's what matters to me. And I know we're not going to have no fear in our hearts stepping on the court in a game, um, in a seven-game series versus those guys. But I just know that they're going to be thinking in the back of their heads. Like, I mean, yeah, we got we got all these boys with us, but what 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 do they what do they have schemed up? Like, like is it going to be like last year? Is it going to be like the year before? Like, like do we got more those... talent than they got heart? That's the question. Exactly. Exactly. Like that. That's the thing. Like, is our is the Heat culture gonna be able to overcome all the the overwhelming talent that they have? That's what I feel about it. But I mean, hey, it's gonna be exciting to see. Joe, what say you? 
For me personally, it's like, listen, I'll say this with the moves. I mean, you guys basically summed it up. Like, obviously, the Celtics and Bucks, teams like them, they got better. But the thing is, is for me, as long as they don't have some of their other guys, because this is the way how I look at it specifically for the Celtics. You got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. Um, you got rid of Robert Williams. You got rid of Marcus Smart and then um, somebody else, some whose name I'm forgetting. I forgot who, but you got rid of four. You don't have Grant Williams. No, Grant Williams. Yep, so Grant Williams. You don't have those four guys, but then you go in and you bring in, um, what's their names? You bring in Porzingis and you bring in, um, what's his name, Drew Holiday. And I think that was, uh, obviously it makes them better, but, you know, it goes into what you guys mentioned earlier where, how much does it really improve the team, though? You know, it's not by that much of a huge margin. So because of that, none of this really does concern me. And I, and I wanted to say this earlier, but, you know, obviously we didn't want to get into the other topics. Like, Jimmy owns Drew Holiday, all right? This man dropped 37 on that man's head, and he even said it, you know, as he was getting ready to send this man home in five games. Like, I own you. So I'm not really concerned about it. Obviously, they are going to be a threat. But at the end of the day, it was a Boston person. Y'all know who who I'm talking about. Who went out and said that the Heat are like freaking on um, Michael Myers, where you know, you know, they come out and they're gonna basically torture you. They're gonna harass you. They're gonna put you through everything they possibly can. You know, they're basically like zombies and stuff. And one thing about the Heat is that how do I say this? Like, if you beat them, all right, that's great. But they're still gonna put you through so much hell. Like they're gonna put you through a whole torture chamber by the time the series is over, that you're not even going to feel 100% going into that next series because that's how it is being against the Heat team, you know, all that physicality and everything. So with that being said, I'm always going to be down for the challenge. I still believe in our guys. I still believe in what Spo is capable of doing. So with that all being said, like, bring it on. Like, bring Damian Giannis on. Bring Drew Holiday, Tatum, and Brown on. I do not care, man. I'm rocking with this team any day of the week. I want George to be extremely mad by the time he talks, and he seems to be getting frustrated as everybody continues to talk. So, Dame, I'll let you touch on how you feeling about the Celtics and the Bucks and the moves they made, how the Heat might stack up in relation to them before we let George close the show out with what I'm sure will be a bang. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a bang. George, i never seen George more quiet and pissed in the year that i know in this man. He, 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 he going to drop a bomb, I'm telling y'all, so be prepared. But you know, anyway, speaking on these two teams, um, I didn't agree with a lot of you guys were saying. I'm not even gonna lie. I disagree with a lot, you know, what you guys were saying. I think that you know these acquisitions helped both teams a ton, especially you know, Boston. Because if if we look over the over the two years of us facing Boston in the playoffs. What would you guys say they were missed? They were uh, the the subject was was missing in these past two years was what a, a a point guard, right? A facilitator, someone who can handle the rock, facilitate, and get those guys open. It, it was a point guard, and they got that in uh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, I, I'm not you know too afraid of 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 you know Drew Holiday on on the defensive end. Yes, he's one of the best defenders, but he 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 can be had. And obviously, we we seen that in the playoffs. I'm more so worried about the length 
versus Miami. I'm not talking about other teams against Miami. I'm more worried about the length. Yes, uh, the Tom Lord, they end up shipping him out to get Drew Holiday. That was a big that that was the biggest hit. Was 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 giving up Robert Williams. It wasn't Marcus Smart, it wasn't Grant Williams, it wasn't uh uh Michael Brogdon. Anyway, Michael Brogdon didn't you know produce a lot with Boston last year anyway. But anyway, I, I believe it's the length. The length is going like us going against Boston is going we have problems with teams with length, and this team has length. That's what's gonna hurt us. And on the um Milwaukee front. Listen, getting Dane was huge. We can all agree with that. It, it, it was huge. They didn't have to give up much. Yes, they had, they had to give up Drew Holiday. But, Kay, I, I believe you said, you know, it, it's maybe four points off. Is some, what, what you said about that? I mean, you, like, yeah, Dame averaged 32, but you have to think about scoring in terms of, you know what I'm saying, averaged across a whole game. In the grand scheme of things, Adding Dame to that roster and taking Drew Holiday off adds about six to twelve, maybe to your final total a game. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I honestly believe that you know, this put them in the driving seat. Obviously, like paper wise, it put them on the dri- in, in the driving seat as you know the front runner to make it to the finals. Right. I paper. feel you, man, but you still got to get it on court. We have to see it on court. But I think this was a big difference. I think this was a big difference because now we're not we're not relying on Giannis having the ball on top of the key, dribbling and and putting his head down to the basket. Same thing, same thing with, with, with Boston. We you know they don't have to see Jalen Brown bring the ball up. They have a, a real legitimate point guard to help facilitate and get these guys open and put them in the in the best spot. So it, and we've been going, we've been going a minute here. So I want you to touch on this before you go and we let George go. Because I wanted to mention it when you brought up Boston, but now I got to say something about it. Now I get it. You're right. You're absolutely right. But these guys, JB, JT. Um, Giannis, they're at their absolute peakiest peak when they're going ISO with the rock. So in my belief, you're actually going to take some of their superpower away from them by taking the ball out of their hand. Thank you is what I'm saying. Go ahead. No, but see, the thing is Boston should want the ball out of Jalen Brown hand. But but you can't just look at it in a vacuum with Jalen Brown. Like it's going to take touches from him and Jason Tatum. Like it, it, it's the whole effect. And I get what you're saying, but are they effective as off-ball players? I can't answer we that because see. they haven't shown us that, bro. I, I think Tatum has. I Listen, I hate – listen, I'm, I'm a huge Tatum fan, obviously. I, I love Tatum. Like That's the only good thing that comes from Boston to me is Jason Tatum. Obviously, if I'm going to Duke, that's the reason why. But I, Tatum is that guy. Like, he can play off the ball. He can, and we agree there. But let me ask you this before you finish up and we let George go. He can play off the ball, but is Tatum a top 10 guy without his isolation ability? Yes. yes. No, yes. I don't think if, if he was just forced, he couldn't be Ray Allen, point blank, period. Oh, if without his oh, isolation on, ability, of course he's not, not a top 10 player. But that's what I'm saying. Well, though, what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is I don't think he needs the ball to be effective. I think he, I think that you're right. But in order to be the guy that can absolutely kill a team by himself, 
He does need the ball. And I think that's what I'm saying. We we have we have to wait and see. We can agree to disagree on absolutely. This topic, oh, of course. There'll be a lot of this game breakdown. I was gonna shout oh, it out. Absolutely. Real quickly, too, before George closes out, the Bucks also have a rookie head coach, too. So that can absolutely. Be- yeah, yeah, I forget better. about that. I forgot to mention that when when uh, Alice was talking, I, I, for, I forgot to mention that. But yeah, you 100 right. So we have to see how this coach plays out. That's also something you got to mention with the Bucks. Yeah, you like Damian Lillard having the rock in his hand, but Damian, I mean, Dame want to shoot from 40. And don't get me wrong, when it's Dame Lillard, you can count on that a whole lot. But that ain't the same as Giannis putting his head down, getting to the cup, drawing fouls, getting everybody in foul trouble. Like I said, taking touches away from these guys in the areas that they've shown to be most effective in, it might not be as all bad as we're thinking. That's all I'm saying. But that's going to oh, – Giannis putting the ball down, putting his head down, and and, and attacking the basket, that's going to open up a lot for Dane. You know, when you back there on top – Oh, no, I agree. And, Driving kick going to be a mother. Yeah. I mean, and, the pick and, and roll hurt. And the, then you the, got the, over there in, on an the elbow or in the corner, it, it's going to hurt. Is he healthy, though? See, those are so many questions we got to ask. Is Middleton knee right? Because I don't know. George, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Look, I've heard you you guys spew for the last 15 minutes now about this. Every team has their question marks. Boston, their depth is screwed. After after Derek White, their, their team is hot garbage. It's like Luke Cornetto and Sam Hauser type of bad. So, like... Yo, Richard one don't that, move you. Who? The racist? No. The Confederate? Absolutely not, bro. That guy is terrible. No, there is no chance. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, does not move me. Every those teams have holes, big time. You are a Kristaps Porzingis away from starting Sam Hauser at the four. That is, that's how bad that is. They need. And we they all got to admit that that's a 50-50 likelihood. That's not a possibility. That's a likelihood. When you're the only reason I that. say it's more 60-40 that he stays healthy is because he, he just came off a pretty good season. But in, in terms of games played, I think he played 68 games. But that's 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 in a vacuum because he played for a team that didn't expect him to play that hard, that they didn't need him to play that hard. But they actually works the same way because now he's on a team where they're not going to expect him to do everything because there's three players in front of him who are just better. Plain and simple, just better. Um, when it comes to what Joel was saying about the Drew Holiday pickup, that's big for them because their biggest mistake in the playoffs, their two biggest mistakes, was not being able to handle the zone defense from Miami and not having a real facilitator. And Jalen Brown was having seven turnovers a game because he couldn't dribble with his left. That's a big thing. Taking that, 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 aspect out of it that factor gone where where they're, they're looking good in that sense milwaukee's got their own problems they've got depth they've got bochamp they've got campaign they've got malik beasley robin lopez um <laughs> like it's the same thing though like they, there's there's a lot of questions with them but the problem is so the problem that where it stands with miami is that this team these teams went out and refreshed their roster I forget who it was, but it was Kev or Alex who was saying before that this Heaters team is stale. Now, forget stale when now you're bringing back a guy from five years ago as a new acquisition, Josh Richardson. 
That's not revamp. That's not a refresh. Be fair. Be fair, though, George. We didn't want to move him to get Jimmy, so to bring him back is pretty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's ass. He's not good. He wasn't good. He's not been good since he left. He's been terrible. In in Philly, he was crap. You can come to this game breakdown too, because that's something we had to spend another hour on. At the Celtics, he was terrible. At the Spurs, he was bad. He was bad. These are the things that the Dallas Celtics and Bucks, George. Celtics and Bucks. We're gonna argue with you about that next week, but believe we're gonna argue with you about that. Look, it's that heat culture teams, though that made him good. Oh, that heat culture, man. Yeah, I, James Johnson on a four-year. Deal. Why did you do that? James Johnson on a four-year deal. Ah. Willie Reed, two years, five million. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Willie Reed? The six ten. Hey, you're, I was a big fan of, 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 of Will Reed when he was over here. I wanted him too. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I loved him when he was over here. Man. That's that's a player came through the system and is now he's flipping those patties with aggression. Like he's not he's not doing anything. He's not in the NBA. Hey yo, you disrespect the combo going. It's an hour forty five minutes, man. We've been out. Yeah, here. man, George. So, George, where you feeling is <laughs> both teams got. You guys just went on a twenty five minute tangent on how. You know, and the one thing I do give you credit for is the Jason Tatum argument with the ball out of his hands. He is way, he is nowhere near the play he is without his isolation ball. Completely and utterly agree. His pull-up threat, it maybe is something to be worried about, but at the same time, I don't give it that much respect. Now, if you're putting them one-on-one, I think that he'd have more trouble against the Celtics than they do against the Milwaukee Bucks, only because Bam and Abayo... And 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 Highsmith and Jimmy fed and they destroyed Giannis and they destroyed those players. They 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 deserve to win like they did. But now you add Dame into the conversation and you're taking no Gabe Vincent. So your best defensive guard right now is RJ Hampton and Josh Richardson. Those are your two best defensive guards. Tyler Hero is crap defensively. Complete shit. Just, just not good. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. And then you got a 37-year-old Kyle Lowry. I can't wait to play Kyle Lowry on, on, on Dame when he pulls up from 37. It's going to be sick. Cook, George. He's going he's gonna to eat us alive. And then Jimmy's going to have to go and move over and play some of that defense. Like I said, this team is Miami – especially in the regular season, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. And it might get to a point, like I said before, and this is going to segue into a whole new thing, a whole new thing, which I'm not even going to get into that hard. But if it gets to a point where Jimmy goes, they're non-competitive, he will leave. And that will spark more interest than the team that is now. I'm begging, pray for a day that that, that Jimmy says, please let me go. Trade me at the deadline. And the New York Knicks five first round picks, and 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 four seconds for Jimmy Butler. This, this, is, this is where we were, and this is where we were when we closed the uh, the Heat versus the World pod the other day, uh, where it was just me, George, and Joe mainly. Um, at the end there, uh, Alex had to leave early. We I, I wish he could have stuck around to hit that blasphemy, but now he probably sees that he made the best decision. Um, George is officially on the trade, Jimmy Butler train um he's up there by himself though i'm i'm, I'm assuming 
Um, we're 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 definitely gonna have to get more into that. We're gonna get more into the roster makeups. We're gonna get more into the matchups. Um, we'll definitely be bringing more content from you, from you guys, well, to you guys, from the entire Heat versus the World family. This game breakdown with me and Dame, of course, featuring all these guys whenever they want to come, how much ever, you know, whenever. Um, we we're gonna be bringing that to you. We also got the kickback, but we touch on everything from the world of sports to the world of culture. <laughs> Um, everywhere. Um, we had an episode. We're working on that situation, but I promise you it's coming. Um, other than that, man, look, it's going to be a fun year. It might not be pleasant to begin or why they sorting things out, but but I think it's going to be a fun year from a Miami Heat perspective. Um, I think that... Um, I'm sorry, George caught me off guard, people. I think that it's going to be a year of surprises. I think it's going to be a year where the Miami Heat completely Miami Heat's their way into a lot of situations from the fact of having to outwork people and just being meaner than people, um, you know, things like that. But at the same time, I mean, you know, as long as we got George here to tell us about things that he's making up in his mind, I think we'll always have something to talk about. So to close the show, guys, anybody got any final remarks? On Biscayne, man. George, hey, hey, people call my people, man. Come back home for an episode or two, man. Uh, I may, I may just have to. I may just have to. I'm, I'm, if I can draft Kev, Kev, and Alex onto the onto the show as well. Oh, absolutely, can... absolutely. Kev, Kev is, Kev is always welcome, man. He's yeah, Kev a regular man, and, and like I said, Kev, Alex. Alex, Alex looks like he's got some repressed anger, and I need this. I need this on my side. I need, I need that argument for my sake. I need, I need, <laughs> Alex is I very need, logical. I, I, I want Alex on the show because I need calm. somebody else to keep the but peace. There's something else in there. I can feel it. I need him to get angry at me. I'll just say some some stupid stuff, and then I need. Yo, him. he don't look like he's going to get angry all season. I said, did you just call that man Bruce Banner? Bru- Dang, Bruce Banner, the Hulk. <laughs> No. What you got, Joe? What you got, man? Anything to close the show, Capitan? Yeah, man. I don't know because I was 50 minutes in. I'm swamped as hell right now. Um, all I'm gonna just say is this. Uh, yeah. Shout outs to all y'all on the stream right now for making it through. Like, I don't know how we made it this far. Um, but here we are. So shout outs to each and every one of you guys. To all those watching, make sure you follow everyone that's here right now. And yeah, we got some great content heading your way. As Kay said, Biscayne Breakdown, the kickback. Um, also, we got content from our Dolphin side of things and a lot more. So just stay with it. And, you know, it's going to be a fun season, regardless of if we have them or not. So let's have fun. And aside from that, I ain't got nothing more to say. I just want to go to sleep after this finishes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Look, man, you know how I do it on the Biscayne Breakdown. But since we didn't have that music coming in, I'm going to pull a jaw. I'm going to say, look, it's over. And hit my music because we out.